I notice you have, is that, that's not a Fitbit, is it? It is not a Fitbit, it is the Garmin version. Oh. So I've had two Fitbits and they both broke. And so this one is the Garmin one, so it has a watch and you don't have to charge it. It has a battery that lasts a year. Wow. Nice. Can, you re can you replace the battery? Sorry, Jason. Yes, no, you're it's fine. just like a watch. So yeah, so it's, the bands change out and then that's just part of pop innovation. this out. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, wearables. Yeah, yeah. And then it absolutely. Just, yep, it does everything. And my husband has a beep when I get too far from home, so it's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so it's GPS do built you, in. Do you get a shock I when do. you go <laughs> to right. yeah. the line yeah. of the yard? Yes, That's Stephanie. That's Stephanie. Exactly. The yard. So every morning when you leave, he has to turn it off and turn Zap. it back on. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so yeah, so no, it's very nice. Of course. Sounds like a healthy relationship you've it got is, there. Yes, yes, awesome. So, so yes. it does like the step counting all the same the and steps, everything. Steps, calories, activity. You can attach it to a heart rate monitor. So which I don't do, but ah. does your step Bluetooth or? Yep. So nice. yep, and then it Bluetooths to my phone, and I get like a so so far today six thousand steps and yeah, Candy. it's very nice. I like it. Well, did you tell tell them that the first one died and that, did they, they replace it? it? Mm -hmm. nice. Then they replaced the second one, and then I realized it was exactly six months from each one. So I thought, I see a trend. So yeah. I switched to this one. So it died after six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like would no longer charge or transmit. That's. Did you have the wristband or did you have the clip the on? The wristband. Okay. Yeah, but I wear it all the time. So and this one you can swim in. Oh, that's that great. Really? Mm -hmm. So I did a triathlon in the spring. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm swimming all this and it's not counting. So I wanted to catch it. So it catches your... Stroke. Like really? Vision. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. is and that... is it able to, it's able to tell the difference between a step and a stroke? Obviously. I didn't ask The it. chart shows it differently. You know, we yes. have a, a co-worker who has, not that one, but... I think the Nike wristband or something, yeah. fuel band. And we were driving down, we were driving somewhere, a, kind of a long distance road trip, and she had been running on the treadmill, but for some reason it didn't calculate because it was on a treadmill or something. I don't, I don't know why that threw it off, but it did. So she sat there and just spun it on her finger for the amount of time that she was on the treadmill. Really? And it actually calculated steps wow. as she spun it so that's a that's a way around is really what you're saying yeah it's a workaround <laughs> yeah. yeah this one has a thing that tells me if i've been too still for too long so it starts flashing red when you've sat for too long so you'll see me in meetings like doing this to get the red thing to go away <laughs> so i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna watch that it's i'm gonna, gonna see pop up it. about five will it so it's about a 15 minute type it's, of no it's about 20 minutes of you have to take so many steps so do you find that you're using your left arm to do things yes. more now than the right arm just Absolutely. to kind of keep things moving? Yes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> so your right arm is like, I can't even move it anymore. But this one's in great shape. Mowing the yard is very difficult because I have to do this so I can get the steps. Really? Because your your hands and your arms are stationary through that process. So I think what we're what we're discovering is they really have not perfected the wearables yet. <laughs> they have not. It's an up and coming technology. Lots of lots they of opportunities. A lot of people buy them though. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any wearables that you? No. I have thought about it, but I haven't executed on it because it'd be one more thing in my busy, crazy life that I'd have to worry about and think about. But it's another toy. I don't, wanna, I don't it's need fun, another right? toy. No. I just want a surface at this point. You want a surface? Yeah. <laughs> I do like the surface. <laughs> yeah.
I haven't. <clears throat> I haven't gotten that yet. I mean, I'm just, just, it's just one extra thing. You know, you know, just like they have the phones, and maybe we want to talk about, just like if the phones, the, the tablets and the phones have sort of merged, mm -hmm. sort yeah. of, right? Sort of. So now yeah. you got phones that you can do 80% of what you would do on a tablet, and then people are, are making that decision as to whether I want a, a tablet or a PC, and they're going back to these um, PCs, which are slim, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just, I am a PC person. Um, my phone can do 80% of what I need, and when I really need to sit down, I need to sit down. So I prefer to have a, a little laptop to do that. What do, you, what do you need to do on your phone? Mostly I need to see what's coming in. So I'll check my email, um, my phone calls clearly, text messages, and when you have kids is oh, yeah. critical. Nice. Yeah, and actually my family, my father, my 82-year-old father texts me. He doesn't even call me anymore, right? So... Um, and you know, I'll check, I'll check the phone for stuff, but if then if I have to sit down and actually uh, respond in length, I'm going to go to the PC. But quick responses, that interaction, that immediate interaction, I use my phone, you know, most of the time. But I do like sitting down with my little tiny laptop when I have to crank some stuff. Now, yeah. I don't want a big bulky one anymore. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm trying to figure out you know how I get to that the the new ones, the real ultra slim ones, yeah. mm -hmm. with the uh, kind of returnable thing, and that's going to be my next purchase. Um, I don't even want to sit at a desktop anymore, right? I have a desktop at home. Interesting. I don't. So how do you get to your stuff at work then? Right. Is it now, easy? No. Right now I have a laptop for work, right? Um, I can get to some of our stuff on my computer at home. But it's just a pain because I have Apple and then I have Microsoft at work at, at work. So it, it does it's not easily translatable for me. Hmm. Right? It's more cumbersome. Now I will tell you I've had my Apple probably for let's see my daughter graduated from high school in two thousand four, so I bought her machine in two thousand five, I think. I don't like it. I've never adopted to it. I am a Microsoft person, and I'm sure it's because I grew up using Microsoft. You know, so mm -hmm. my next <clears throat> technology is going to have that that Microsoft tool. tool, tool. Hmm. Yeah, see, our kids' school—they um, just built the school. The school opened doors like a year ago, and they didn't put a computer lab in there. All the classrooms just have, I think they have Chromebooks because they said. In the real world, if you have a question, you pop up your phone and you ask it. You don't yep. go to a computer lab and look it up. You that's do it. Right. So that's how they're teaching the kids, even in kindergarten and first right. grade, to pop things up on the internet and like Google them or whatever. Yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of times, Saturday morning, we'll wake up if we're not going to play tennis. And we have these questions, and both of us are kind of information junkies. Mm -hmm. And my husband will ask me a question. I'll say, let's look it up. <laughs> What's the stats of this? What's the stats of that? And sometimes the phone gets a little cumbersome, which yeah. is why I yeah. like to have a, a nice laptop iPad that I can pop up real quick because you can see it better. Is it the keyboard that you can put your fingers like on and feel? I like the keyboard. I like the size of the screen. Yep. Right. And then it sits on up. your lap wherever yes, you are. That's right. That, yeah. that, I just, I need, I need portability. Yeah. Right. I don't like the idea of having to go sit down at a desk. Hmm. I need to be able to go sit down anywhere. I, oh, I got a question. Let me pull this out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I was just going to say, I like, I like the fact that you, it's, that kind of always on. There's uh -huh. no boot up time, yeah. and, yep. and so it's the same as a phone. You just yep. click a button, it's on, and you can go. Right. But I agree with you. When you 
wanting information or to read at some length other than a text message right. or you know mm -hmm. getting the gist of a quick email yeah I, I too would rather have a much larger screen than even a phablet yeah I haven't even actually <laughs> used a phablet so I might eat my words at some point in the not too distant future but so, so I am a technology person I like technology mm -hmm. so I have all the gadgets right I got a Kindle I got a phone I got a tablet I got a PC it really would be nice. I think you're, I'm always going to need a phone, right? Yeah. Because, you know, when you're out, you don't want to carry your laptop and answer in your laptop, right? Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case. But that I would look kind of weird. It would be. Um, and Android tried it, right, with this great big boat. Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> don't mean anything, but that's the, we did try it. You're right? not talking about the bag phone, right? Uh, with the cord that close. comes. It's close. <laughs> right, right. Hey, what's happening? You can't even hold it. <laughs> like we're back in the Charlie's Zach Angels era. Zach Morris. Right? <laughs> but you know, ultimately, I should have two devices, but right now I have a Kindle. And I read a lot. I read I a lot too. and I listen to books a lot. Yeah. Now, I've gotten to the point where our library allows me to download books. So I've gotten that covered on my phone. Yeah. But I I am not comfortable reading on my phone. It's too little. Maybe, maybe it's generational. I hate to say that. I don't think it is. is. But what, what I can't, you know, I'd like to be able to do everything on both. But I don't... I shouldn't need a Kindle and a laptop and a phone and a this and a that. I don't need all of that. Mm -hmm. I want my laptop, which is very similar to a, temp, uh, mm -hmm. uh, a tablet, mm -hmm. and then I want my phone, and that's what I think I want. I think I'll always want a phone and always want those two. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just, I have the gadget now, so I just use it, right? But I'd ultimately get rid of my Kindle, get rid of my tablet, and I have those two devices. So we have like five at home because our kids are on them. Yeah. But but you they, need them. You have one each for each person, pretty much. Yeah, but we fight over it because apps work differently on different things. So oh, you need to do this website for school, so you need to be on this one. Oh, but we got to switch, so let's go school. Now my husband, I promised when I buy our next series of laptops, I was going to buy him one. He still has a flip phone, so that's going to be. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> you might need to change for that. My yeah, my parents just moved off of flip phones about six months ago. So how often do you get phone calls? Well, it hardly ever. I'm getting text messages all the time though. That's which the is, new invention for them. It yes. is, and it, it's so funny from where they are now to where they started, right? Yeah. Uh, with like the first text message was random letters, like, and then a phone call. Did you get that? So, you know. And then a letter came in the mail next week. It's like, what? <laughs> Did you get the right. messages? Right. Typed it up so, on a typewriter. And now they're quite yes. proficient. That is quite Annoyingly so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, my dad is getting good. He still has the flip phone, and, but he can't figure it. He thinks he's all suave on the internet. But he's always Googling things, but instead of Googling them in Google or a search engine, he does it on eBay. So he's always like, well, I can't find it. All I can find is where they'll sell me stuff. Like, with the conversation at least twice a day. He's in eBay? Yes. Searching the internet. That's like time. AOL searching the internet. It's, it's, I mean, I'm going to back on dial-up. It's terrible. I don't, it's oh, just, my God. That's so, so it's like That's pretty funny. Even as far as technology has gotten, I mean, just can't get through that last home. So I almost one time just pulled up like a Word doc. Keyword, web search. The internet, right? That's yeah, the internet is canceled and just put it on his desktop, and he would have believed me. So I thought about it. 
That's too funny. My husband, he, I think if if he if he went from a flip phone to the phone I have, which would cause my bill to go up, which is why I haven't encouraged it. <laughs> he would he would like it because he could then text the girls and even video the girls, which he doesn't realize you can do with my yep. phone until I show him a video. Well, how'd you do that? Oh, it's a secret. It's, it's the technology, honey. Can't tell you. Yeah, right. My job lets yes. me do that. <laughs> That's right. And it's funny, I have a daughter who has old technology. She has one of those phones that's sort of like a, you flip it up and you have the keyboard oh, there. right. But she's still on my plan. She doesn't get like my a, kind of phone until like, she gets off my plan. Isn't that like an N-Gage or something? <laughs> Like, uh, yes. what are those phones yeah, that get like up? spun up and yeah, spun down? You got the keyboard. Oh, those are fancy. Yeah. So, so, you brought up something uh-huh. that I find interesting. So, Amy and I have had many meetings with you, yeah. and every time we have meetings with you, yeah. we have to make sure our hair is nice. We're not in our PJs, we're not in our, yes, right. whatever your pajamas right. are, because you like video. Well, here's the reason I'm down in Texas by myself. Right? The one thing I was telling Stephanie today, since I came back into IT, I was in operations for three years, right? But since, uh, three years, since I came back into IT, I don't have a team with me, yeah. right? And yeah. so for me, it is absolutely important for me to be able to interact with people. I've, I've found anything I do from this point on, I have got to be interacting and I have to have a team. So when people call me and they don't put their their videos on, I am adamant. Turn your phone on. I need to see you. Yeah. Because I need, I know I need that. And so since we are doing, and we have the technology, and it's easy to use, the only way we're going to really get the adoption rate for using this technology is to force it. And with me being in Texas by myself, it's more of a need. It's just... I need to see you. I need to talk to you. I can't touch you, but that's the next best thing. Yeah. That's what I will. Just all I mean, smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been helpful just getting to know you to do the face-to-face, and it's also helpful because I see how fat I look on that little webcam, oh, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do some, some run. I'm going to run home tonight, but it is very, very I'm not good. just going to move yeah. my left arm. <laughs> I'm going to move the right one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe move my toes a little, but yeah, no, it, it does make a big difference. Like, I, I'm not a big... I wasn't a big fan, but it does actually keeps you very focused and helps with the uh, engagement for sure. Well, I mean, the other thing Absolutely. is when I don't have mine on, I'm doing a ten other things, yep. Yep. and I'm and half everyone engaged, else is too, right? right? Totally. That I is mean, very yeah, true. Yeah, and and and, and we know me. that about you, Kelly. <laughs> and I'm a multitasker anyhow by nature, and I'm jumping right. But the other thing is. I need people to see me because my face tells it all, similar to Amy's. When I'm not happy, you see it. You know, or if I'm excited about stuff, you see it. I mean, you guys have interacted with me and yep. not, and you see me get animated. Yep. You had the opportunity today to see me in person compared to last week, was we're preparing for, you know, this week's activities. You had an opportunity to see the passion and what I believe. Uh, is what we need to do going forward. You don't pick that up no. if you don't have that no. video on, right? You have a hard time picking it up with the video on. And quite honestly, the energy that is often projected helps people get on board. Mm-hmm. You're right. The smiles yeah. mm-hmm. that you can't hear mm-hmm. through the audio. And we often do web meetings. Yeah. And in doing web meetings, 
I, I try to stop a lot because yeah. you get an audience that's really quiet too. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah. is this even worth your time? I, right. I mean, you, without getting that interaction and yeah. that feedback, yeah. I mean, nonverbal communication is huge. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, you know, again, for me, the one thing that if I get insecure about anything is not having that interaction, mm -hmm. which is probably why I'm up, you know, I'm on the plane as often as I am, at least now. I'm hoping we get to a point where we embrace it better so that I don't have to ask somebody to turn the doggone phone on so I can see you. Turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> Use your technology. Right. Do you see that happening? I do. I do. You know, when I ask people, they turn it on. You know, I and I see it becomes more more important for us going forward because that's part of the technologies of it. I think about it right now with mm -hmm. my grandkids. I may text them. But it's nothing more fun than getting on the phone and doing FaceTime with them or, or whatever Skype. the technology, Skype or yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever the technology yeah. is, right? I've got Apple at home, so, you know, but on yeah, yeah. computer. But it's you know, Skype works fun. on Apple, too. <laughs> yes, Kelly. I do sometimes <laughs> on my machine sometimes. <laughs> but I have both. I have it all. Yes. I mean, yeah. I have Google. I mean, I have it all. What? On yeah. my, I do. I'm sorry. I have it all at home. I do. But it's fun when the kids can see me. Yeah, right. <gasps> and they light all up yeah. and they're laughing and they're sticking their little noses in the camera. And how'd yep. you get there? You know, like, right. you know, it's funny to watch them who are growing up in a technology world. Yeah. And watching them react to the technology. Mm -hmm. Now, they'll be in their little laptops and PCs. Even, I mean, they start early. My two-year-old knows how to find the games on her mom's phone, right? Yep. But when they see that video... It's like amazing to them. Oh my God. And what I think about so often is when I was a kid, so I'm really going to date myself. This is like Jetsons time, right? I can see. You mean you, you were from the future? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah from the future. It's, it's like when we were kids, you watched the Jetsons, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they were video talking, right? This is like that time, right? Yeah. I mean, it, and, and it's just, and to me, it's the most amazing. It's that next generation of technology, which I absolutely get excited about that we're at a paradigm shift here mm -hmm. I mean we're getting ready to warp speed into some different different things just from a capability point of view yeah. you know for example um, so we talk about video technology mm -hmm. that's one thing right but just think about the concept of freeing up resources to have to be worried about keeping your software up to date or your your data storage outsource that stuff yeah. that makes so much sense to me because now I can have my people involved in new technology stuff I mean let's face it applications is where it's at right that's true how do I develop how do I now I have people focused on doing those things that really impact the business mm -hmm. so I'm not worried about keeping the infrastructure running I'm now worrying about customer-facing apps and dealer-facing apps and yeah I mean just that type of stuff frees my resources my smartest greatest resources up uh, I don't have to spend time figuring out in my up to up you know in my up to the right level on, in terms Did you of my software patching yes, right. 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 I don't have to worry about that stuff this this next generation of technology Cal technology in particular frees us up if we can get beyond some of the security concerns that we have. Yeah, right? 
but the suppliers out there have to deal with the concerns that you know companies like ours have. So, but but on top of that, then you got these mobility apps and all these apps. The whole the whole explosion of app development, right? Just using that technology, the fact that you can do social networking at work now, and it's not a bad Taboo, thing, right? right? <laughs> you can use it for reaching out to your, the fact that you can make information in your organization available to your entire organization, right, without somebody having to spend 10 days searching for it. I mean, just, to me, we're adding just a huge paradigm shift, right? So, so it's exciting. You two are both in change management. How do you mm. how do you prepare your global organization for and get them on board with with such a big paradigm shift? Because I, I, I think every corporation, every organization of every size is dealing with that exact same thing. I mean, we certainly are. And and it's you know, there are certainly people who are very resistant but there are people who are why wasn't this yesterday mm -hmm. so how do you how do you get people ready for this and on board well I mean that's the challenge it's it no is. longer it the is. technology technology is so easy mm -hmm. to use now the challenge is how do I use it in a pro productive way yeah. in my organization what behaviors do I have to change and the reality is some of this is generational I mean I you know, I don't mean to, to be disrespectful to any of the generations, yeah. but some of this is very generation. Your younger generation is so used to the rapid change of technology that it's it's a non-issue. Okay, now how do I do this? Okay, fine. Or let me look up the help. Okay, fine. Or let, let me look at YouTube. It's going to tell me how to step it through, right? Whereas yeah. folks that have worked for a little while, the change is going to... Quite frankly, they I have think to push email some, somebody, right? That's right. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I think, quite honestly, it'll push some people out of the door because the level of change will be so foreign to some folks. But then you have to have exceptional, exceptional change plans and cultural involvement mm -hmm. in the in the adjustments that need to happen in the technology rollout. So no longer do I say, as an IT person, I'm rolling out new technology uh, business unit, I'm gonna give you some basics, then you're on your own. No, the new way of doing that is I need to have that business engaged upfront in understanding the change, create that advocacy, right, so that we get the uptake that we need to have in using the technology. Understand what business objectives they need to solve for and highlight those things, create those change, have them be involved in creating those change management objectives and plans for their own organization. Mm -hmm. The technology will be the same for everybody. But the way in which organizations will need to engage their folks and take advantage of the technology will all be, will have some varying differences. And that's where the business unit is going to have to say, for my organization, these are the things we need to think about in order to, to, get, to get the adoption that we're looking for. No, and I completely agree with you. And I think the most important part is like getting the, whoever the target is, getting them involved in so they feel part of it because then they buy into it and then they help drive the change throughout other organizations because yeah. you can sell them anything you can get them to do anything right if they feel even if they think it's the worst idea ever if they feel bought into it and they understand why they'll do it and it will help you yeah but if they're pushing against you i mean that's yeah. why 50 percent of projects 
fail yep. well, because how, people don't want to change. Yep. How and who do you engage with the businesses? I mean, you're saying this like it's so easy to just go off to this business unit and say, okay, you, we're going to do this. Okay, we'll do that. Yay, let's all do that. It seems very easy, right? No. Oh, it's yeah. not. No way. So, I mean, you got to get your leaders involved because they need to understand what's going on first and then they somehow or another have to say, hey, you know, you need to do this, right? But it's almost like you got to do a bottom up and a top down at yep. the same time, right? You got to get the bottom up saying, yeah, 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 we need this. And you got to get the, the sandwich top down or the hamburger or really, whatever. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you need to have people as a part of the team that says, and this is how we're going to do this. You no longer are in a place, especially in the IT space, where you say, okay, here's the technology, boom, I'm done, see ya. Let me know if you have any questions. And that's the big change, yeah. I think, yeah. is that it is more of a partnership. It has to be. It has to be, yeah. instead of the old days where IT could, you know, run, run. they were the overlords, yeah. right? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. But I, mean, I in, like that. In a, in a kind a, way. <laughs> that's funny. It seems that way. That kind of happens internally for us. Mm -hmm. Where things just kind of get pushed out. But, well, we're but that's our culture. If you, think about yeah. it, if you think about it, who is really driving technology changes now? It's not IT. It's not. It's the not. The business no. needs and the business needs are really, if you look at even our organization, mm -hmm. I would venture to say that most most of our new innovative things are coming out of our businesses. And, and so what they're looking for us to say as an IT professional, what do I have available to do this? Or by the way, I want to do this. I'll partner with you to figure out how, you know, what, what we need yeah. to use, but I want to do this. Yeah. And I'll even pay for it. Or by the way, I'm already doing That's this. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. The, yeah. The, the, the worst need, case scenario, yeah. and most common. But you know what, but see, let's talk about that even more. Mm -hmm. Going forward, should they be waiting for IT, or should they be driving it? And IT then has the opportunity to say, "Now, how do we make this a part of the enterprise?" It depends right? on how big of the company. Well, that's exactly right. But the point is, the model is shifting it a is. little bit. It, it almost reminds me, and again, I'm dating myself. When I first started working, finance drove everything from a technology point of view, right? Matter of fact, IT was generally a part of the finance organization. Reported up. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. There awesome. was no CIO. It was one of the legs in the yeah. finance organization. Well, if you think about it, they had the biggest need from a reporting perspective, mm -hmm. right? I think our business units, our business units understand much better than IT because our we are professionals in the IT space. Mm -hmm. We've lost our understanding of the business, which I personally think is the challenge and the opportunity that we have going forward. How does IT become more engaged with the business? And the reality is the business is going to be leading us. Well, and I think it goes back to your point you made earlier, right? Applications are king. There are so many apps out there that are silo solutions mm -hmm. to things. They're easy downloads. People are used to using at home yeah. things yeah. that accomplish what they, why can't I just bring that into the business? Why can't I do what I do at home here? Because I know it accomplishes what I need to accomplish. Well, because sometimes it doesn't meet security standards or, yep. you know, whatever the corporate's 
corporations policies are so um, but to your point I don't want to wait for IT because I know that's going to take a month or more before I have some solution right month if I'm lucky usually right right? so you're right but that's the opportunity if you think about it right I mean you got to create a way to let this stuff percolate in the business and then be able to rapidly with the business now what the business will sometimes do is throw it over the wall but with the business how do I make this a part of my enterprise what are the things they need to know that they're going to need to do to make this available to the enterprise and do I need to but but you got to create that space where the businesses can create and figure out what it is they need and right now it, it had been no it's not part of our solution therefore you will do it this way and that's when you get this rebellion is basically what happens you know well, I'm gonna go out and do it and we got consultants everywhere trying to talk to everybody right yeah solution solution providers that's how we have all of these pop-up of this software is here that software is here and it really shouldn't be we should have a, a way to let uh, the business figure out what they need to do and then a way to quickly turn that round for production and have it be a partnership not oh by the way here IT fix this and a way to give feedback back and forth yeah. if hey we need this yep. you know almost like creating a solution center an mm-hmm, app center mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they can go out and see if they have something a solution right. for that and then if they don't provide feedback yep. and and see if IT can partner with them to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that we see a lot in, in, in companies is looking at kind of file sharing in scenarios like this. So you talk about like the consumer space and where business just goes off and does their own thing. Right. IT should be an enabler. Yes. Is really what it comes down to. I agree. And sometimes there are blocking points. So yeah. what you said, hey, we have to wait like a month mm-hmm. for them to get on board. Then we have to buy servers, yeah. and when we buy servers, that takes, and I fell asleep, right? So as a business unit, I want to be able to do my job, and I need to do it now, and that's where we look at a lot of consumer file sharing services. Yeah. We're seeing a change in how you look at that, really. We have a lot of customers that say, oh, we're going to spin up an extranet over here, but they don't realize that all their users are already using things like, well, we have OneDrive, but then obviously there's Dropbox, there's Google Drive. Mm-hmm. They're already using this. Mm-hmm. And this is what they want mm-hmm. to use. This is what they're familiar with. You, They don't want to use this yeah. extranet over there. Is that something you guys are seeing internally in your company? Absolutely. I mean, not only do you see that, you see three or four different versions, mm-hmm. three or four different governance strategies. Uh, I'm saying three or four, but I'm sure it's more than that, right? Yeah. Um, there's no... So what it does is it ends up, there's no capability of looking at that across the enterprise. So if I got some work going on over here in this organization that's very beneficial to this organization over here, there's no real ability to get to those. There's silos. That's right. So, so, you know, so you're right. We have to do something different, at least in that space, to create the true, how do we truly take advantage of the global capabilities? within our organization and global knowledge. And in that file share example, we're really limiting ourselves because I don't have access to the information that Stephanie has created. So that means I'm recreating it 
which is crazy when you think about it. I am not one for recreating the wheel. Mm -hmm. Somebody's done it. I, much as I may think I'm a smart person, to have to read, to think that I'm the only one that had this idea and has done this work in a company this size is just, it would be true arrogance to think that that were true. So, um, cleaning up my desktop today, I was cleaning up just looking for files and stuff. It spent 45 minutes looking for one file because I had to look on five of my different shared drives plus my, my Google Drive and then my... So you're um, admitting you use Google Drive Well, work. I had that on... No, I had it on my phone because okay. I was looking for my um, email signature file and I can't... That you link to your email that puts it on there and I could not find it anywhere and I'm like, well, maybe I somehow dropped it into my Google Drive, like emailed it to myself because I keep my home files that it was just a mess. And I ended up recreating it because I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So, so you think about the time she spent searching yeah. and the time she spent recreating. I mean, that's crazy. And this is just one individual. So, you know, we have over 100,000 employees. Just say 25% of them do that on a daily basis. That's 25,000 people and spending I, two hours a day doing just that. Finding? Finding looking. and recreating. Oh, yeah. And I would say 25% is probably extremely low, I know. is my guess. I'm being conservative. Come on, Kelly, let's hear it. Bump it up more. No. Come I'm on. I'm being conservative. I will, I will stick to that. No. Just because we are a conservative company. What? <laughs> no way. <laughs> so findability. Oh, yes. finding. Oh, my God. That's huge. It is. That's huge. I mean, if you think about again, like just on the, on, from the perspective Let's just assume somebody has done this research at least once in our company. Something I'm looking to do. That sounds at like sharing once. to me. That sounds like being more open and more sharing yep, of absolutely. content too. That's exactly All right. of us? That's okay. exactly right. Now, okay. you know, you need the capability of locking down what you need to lock down, right? Right. But you also need to have the rest of the organization benefit from the work that you've already done. So instead of us starting from zero 25,000 times, right, you're starting maybe from, all right, I'm here at 100. So now I can build on this. So I start truly being innovative, right, yep. because I'm yep. not starting from ground zero every time. Yeah. And that, to me, is a huge opportunity for our organization. Absolutely. So stealing others' work is what you're saying. Right? Best practice sharing. Oh, okay. That's more of the positive exactly. thing. Okay. Benefiting from what others have already learned and taking it to the next level. And there we go. Wow. You know, we have a new culture at Microsoft where we are rewarded for taking the ideas of others. That sounds really bad. It always sounds bad when I say it. But it's exactly what Kelly's it's, it, talking about. She said it better is. than I could. And, and I think what the really hard part is getting started and creating yeah. creating the starting point. It is really really hard. Mm -hmm. And then it's it, it's really creative to take that starting point and make it magnificent, yeah. right? And or change it and make it you know, and execute on it and execute on it. Think about it as a relay race, <laughs> right? Okay. If you are always starting at the start point and you, so every time I got the baton, I had to go back to the beginning. Just think about it from that way. I had to go back to the beginning. 
as opposed to being able to finish the race, I hand it off to somebody, they hand it off to somebody else, and they hand it yeah. and they keep going. Just think about, I mean, when you think about the benefit mm-hmm. of being able to build, it goes back to my whole comment about how important it is for me from a teamwork point of view, building on the ideas of others. And you get such a better output when wow. you put 10 people in a room and the ideas start flowing, the information start flowing, and that output is awesome compared to that one person. Yep. I mean, that's that's the that's the that's what you're thinking about. Now, imagine if you're able to do that more easily from an electronic starting point. Then you can reach out and call a person and say, "Hey, I see you did this. Can we talk about this? I have this idea." I mean, just imagine that. But if you think about it, Jason, yes, that's, ma'am. that's the very concept behind Enterprise Social, too, right? That's right. It's, I mean, it really is. Is We're not just talking about content. Well, we are, actually. But we're talking about, I mean, that's the, the concept of open, working out loud. I right. did air quotes. Yeah. Um, and, and you must that, call that out. That openness of you know, associating a social stream with a document right. so that people have contacts so that maybe you we even just saved you a call to, you know, that person that created the document because you can see the commentary beside it and understand how how they landed on this final document. And that saves you that saves you a call and you can just go from there. And you know, or in our case our organization uses Yammer and just, you know, putting a question out there if you, if you can't find a document or maybe you have a signature that you know other people have used, you can just throw it out there and say, hey, where can I find this? Yep. And within moments, get an answer from someone you didn't even know was even in the organization. I mean, your organization is as big or bigger than ours. So I, I have a good example of that is... Recently, I got into um, looking at some of our business intelligence capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in that case, um, I put it out there and I said, kind of working out loud, you know, for folks um, so they could see what I'm doing and be more open about what I'm doing. But I also I discovered some things internally as I was going through and working out loud, and I shared those resources with others. So, I'm starting from a point of zero in educating myself on how to do this particular technology. And I found this resource, it was great to kind of take me through that process, right? So I shared it as a part of that, and I'm thinking that there are others in the organization, and there absolutely were, that benefited from my just open, random post that I put out there for no reason whatsoever. And it could be somebody on my team, or it could be somebody that's in Europe, Mm -hmm. or whatever that may be, kind of to your point, where we just kind of your point where we just work out loud. I point and I say your point and your point and no one knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> but see, the now that's, but that's right. But that raises another point, right? So, okay. So right now we're limited to the local interactions that we have. We haven't even introduced the concept of global and how this yeah. plays into this, right? It's very, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'm sitting in a facility by myself basically. I have no responsibility in that facility and all my responsibility is here, right? But let's even, and so that means that my interaction is back here. But let's even open that further, right? If I were to put something out there where I wanted some input, how much easier would it be if I had a method 
had a, a, an opportunity or a way to reach out to the extended community, global, maybe customers, maybe dealers, and oh. ask a question and get the feedback. Internal or external. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about that. I mean, we got product stuff happening mm -hmm. all the time, yeah. right? Why should there Talk be barriers internally? Talk effort. Yeah. You know that's that exactly that's right. Or changes, right? These changes were made that somehow or another didn't get trickled down to this organization because somebody had to store it on their chair drive. No common place to reach out and get that information. I mean, so just when you think about it locally, but you think about it globally, and then, oh, by the way, I'm working at night, I still have that level of access because I, I have access to my extended organization, global. Sounds like somewhere in the cloud would be a good place to put it, right? <laughs> That way, anybody could get to it at any hour of the day. There's right? a way you should talk. <laughs> There's a thought. Shut up, load it down. Well, I think, I think we've come to the point in the conversation where it's three fun questions. So we like to end all of our recordings with asking just some personal fun questions. Okay. So the first question, and, and this relates back to sort of our starting point, is if this is an app world, what's your favorite app that you use the most? I'll ask both Kelly and Stephanie. What is my favorite app? What could you live with? What, what could you not live without? <laughs> you have to pull so out you your phone you, and look. You get the phone out. You don't know how resourceful I am, honestly. <laughs> Let me just see. What is my phone? Are you going to ask your phone, what is my favorite no. app? <laughs> so, so I have the attention span of a gnat, right? So to keep me focused, I play games. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite game? I love my that. First one, my favorite first one is Jewel Star. My second, oh, I like my, that wait, game. My second famous one is uh, 2048, and I haven't beat it yet. 2048, I've played that. <laughs> I haven't beaten that either. I don't know how far I've gotten, but so it's... What, you know, it's so funny to me because it, it, it's, it's funny how they can be distracting, but it's amazing to me that my listening skills are so much better when I'm playing these games. You, there is a lot of research around gaming that shows that it has a lot of benefits for all ages. So so I would Very say my, probably my Very favorite true. apps are, are, are games, Word Feud, and I, those are my favorites, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Or the email app is your favorite too, right? <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? It's not my favorite, but it's the most. <laughs> that's the most productive app. Oh, okay, that's the most open. I should app. say productive apps, because I probably it. use one, two in a day. I use three different emails. Oh wow! What about you, Stephanie? What's your favorite app? Favorite is probably. Well, most useful would be my calendar. I look at it probably a thousand times a day because I'm managing four people's schedules and it's very easy to link one thing from another and figure out who's got to be where. And, um, but from a wasting time perspective, <laughs> it's probably um, Facebook. So it's the I can talk to my mom and not have to actually talk to her type thing or you know, the people that you need to ask questions but you don't really want to talk to them, you pick up the phone and call them. So, so I can see where Yammer would be great. <laughs> so would it be the new Facebook Messenger app or the actual Facebook app? Yeah, what? Did you like say that? that? I don't really? Like okay. The messenger app. I, I had to it. I had I to download to it last it. night. I was exactly. Forced to use it. So yeah, it the whole idea the whole idea now 
been on Facebook. Is recently. Facebook? Facebook has the messages in it, right? And there's this IM concept in, within Facebook. What they've done is on the mobile devices, they've separated it completely. They don't even allow you to access your messages in your Facebook app anymore. They give you a little screen that says, hey, if you want to access your messages, go over here and download this app. So my brother sent me a message last night and in order to get to it on my phone, I had to download the message app. Yep. Yeah, see? Stephanie and I are on the same page. You guys over there? No. Keeping it in one place. Why would I want... I already have to have multiple Facebook apps on my screen. I don't... And I don't even like using those necessarily, but my when my family is traveling internationally, it's the easiest way to get a hold of them. Yeah, it is. Well... There's probably a good reason for why Facebook did this. Let's not judge. But it is the way it is today, so. What's the next question? All right, <laughs> All right moving on. on. I'm curious. All right. Well, you brought up that you're an avid reader. So what are you reading right now? I'm actually reading a book um, about a gentleman that was in the concentration camps. My husband is a Vietnam War vet. And this gentleman, I can't think of his name right now, wrote, oh yes I can, because I have it in one of my apps. <laughs> um, where is it? He wrote a book about um, how the, the types of people that survived the concentration camps versus those that didn't. And so I, right wow. now, I am, there are two things that are really, so I like reading autobiographies. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I kind of, do a couple a year, but I also listen to a lot of murder mysteries. But this one came up in a session. My husband is actually recently being di diagnosed with PTS, um, post-traumatic syndrome, and really hadn't been dealt with. Dealt with. He's a Vietnam Vietnam vet. Was it is? Believe it is. And I mean, he was shot, and I mean, he was almost killed. I mean, the whole bit. And you know, at that time, they, when they came back from the war. Basically, they were treated horribly, and then being um, African-American, had a whole nother series of crap that was going on in the country. Anyway, so recently we've been going to these sessions, and this gentleman wrote this book about the difference, you know, how some people really survived the concentration camps and what their outlooks were. And so the, the counselor suggested this book, and it's really pretty fascinating when you think about you know, when you're on the outside looking in, you're always going to have a different perspective than someone that's actually lived through something. Oh and for gosh, me, it's empathy, you know, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. For, but even you can't empathize because you, you have no. No, you haven't been there. Yeah. You, you haven't have no been there. You haven't experienced that. So, so that's the book that I'm that I'm reading right now. And for me, you know, I kind of was spoiled, right? I grew up in. Uh, pretty privileged life, mm -hmm. I say, compared to his. You know, there's a little bit of age difference for us. He grew up in the South, I grew up in the North. But but starting to read this book is giving me more insight about how I couldn't possibly understand what he went through or what he's going through, you know. And so some of the things, I, I need to be aware of that, and I just wasn't. Because, you know, sometimes I say to myself, oh, come on, it's 40 years ago. What are you doing? What are you talking about, right? Suck Let it, it up, you know? Let it go. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> right? But I, you know, I can't even, I know how, how, yeah. how, how crazy I get right now when I'm preparing for a presentation. I'm just nuts. I can't imagine having been shot at and almost killed how I would be. Um, if I had that life experience or grow up in the South in the 60s 
those experiences are just not experiences that I've had. So my whole way of looking at the world is very different than his. And this book is just kind of bringing that home. Wow. I'll find the book maybe. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Not to put you on the spot, Sophie, Yes, I <laughs> honestly do not know the last book I read. Actually, I do. It was a Dora the Explorer book. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Um, Those are good. Yes. That has a cliffhanger, it right? It does. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. I mean, ooh, was Boots going to... Yeah, no. But, I, yeah. No, the last okay. book we read, Heaven is for Real, my kid and I. But it was oh, nice wow. because it's on our iPads. And mm. she could get to the book app and we could read it on my phone or in the... Like, my Kindle thing. So, yeah. It is amazing when you have young kids that... Your, your movies and your reading lists change dramatically yes. for a while, don't they? Yes. And my, your music playlists. Your music yeah. playlists are totally <laughs> different. Oh my god. Your yes. suggestions to buy on Amazon change dramatically. Yes. No, not One Direction. Please, no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But your kids are probably mad for you putting that on there, right? Yes, I put One Direction on there. That's that's yeah. me, not them, but yes. <laughs> I did. I, you know, I'm another thing that I'm, I've, I've been heavily involved in is uh, diversity at some level in the organizations that I've worked with. And I just read a book, uh, the difference, the same kind of difference, was, which was about two men. One um, was actually a homeless person, grew up in the South, not educated at all, and one was a very educated, a black person, and then or African American. I'm from the Northeast. I say black. Anyway. Um, <laughs> And then one was a wealthy gentleman who grew up, um, I think he grew up in the South, and how their lives came together because of the, 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 the calling of his, the, the wealthy man's wife. Um, that was a really, really good book. Um, and again, it's just life, how different life experiences create different opportunities for you and put you in different places. So, so yeah, you can tell everyone. Absolutely. Good. Misreading. <laughs> I do too. All right. Third question. Third question. This one's harder, clearly. <laughs> no, this one. This one's just more open. What do you like to do in your spare time? What's your? Oh. Besides <laughs> read. <laughs> we know tennis. you do that. Tennis. 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 That's exercise. Right. Walking. Hiking. I love being outdoors. Um, but we play tennis probably six times a week. Wow. You know, Holy we play, cow. We play Are you in leagues? Yeah, I'm in leagues. I play with my husband, who I beat 6-3 last, the other day. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which it's weird how that. nothing feels better than beating <laughs> your spouse. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I do. I, you know, I've been an empty, up until uh, last November, I was an empty nester for 10 years. My niece came to live with us then. She was struggling, so... We reached out and brought her into our life, but a lot of what we do revolves around tennis. It's helped us, you know, we've moved four times in the last 10 years, and it helps us get into the community and meet people, and um, it's just a, a big part of our life. Hmm. That's and it's something, cool. it's something fun to do together. Yeah. I find my husband and I play soccer together, and I think it's, it's just that one thing each week I know we're going to do together that yep. doesn't involve our son, that yep. doesn't involve, yeah. you know, it does involve yeah. other friends, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's, it's something he and I yeah. share. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Stephanie? What do you do for fun? So, even though I'm like a complete extrovert usually, you know, I do, I have a craft business, so I do crafts. Oh, wow. Oh, what kind of crafts? I didn't know that. Like wreaths and decor and just random stuff. 
Yes. And then I have a blog that I write, and I'm writing a book. Oh, you're kidding. So, oh. What is it? Which one? What's your blog? It's uh, tied to my website, but it's, um, or I mean, it's tied to my thing, but it's all about my kids and family and stupid stories about my kids and the crazy stuff that they've done. So I'm now trying to remove all the personal information from it so that they can still go to college someday. Because it's all about like, the, the terrible stuff they've done and she's not going to get accepted into college because you know, she stole $100 from me when she was three. So trying really hard to focus it back on, yeah. Isn't that funny that you do have to think about that? Yes. I mean, blogging is such a great way to document the really hilarious it's stuff amazing. that happens. Yes as they grow up but you're right you start having to think about this whole side of privacy and company yeah, i mean because yeah. companies look at this stuff oh, totally. and and judge you based yeah. on it and it's like but my mom I, I can't help it that i didn't want to get potty trained till i was seven i mean <laughs> exactly. i'm sorry it's right. not a character flaw <laughs> we can't hire you that's it well i'm pretty sure if you look if you read my blog you would very concerned that my one child is a psychopath. She's like the really cute, adorable one, and she's like a secret psychopath. I swear. But that's on there, so I have to scrub that off so she can go to college. That's so funny. That's so funny. How exactly is she a psychopath? I would like to. Oh, know. she's like the really cute, innocent one. That's like, oh, I'm so cute, and then you turn around and she's like punching somebody in the face. So, and then she's but like, she's doing it with an adorable grin. Ha ha! Aren't they cute? Yeah, exactly. She's like, but I'm so blonde. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not sneaky. I mean, she's very sneaky, but yeah. That's funny. The other that one is, is blatant. Funny. Like, well, yeah, I just snuck out of the basement window. What are you going to do about it? That's the one. And then the other one is like. So one blatant. hides it and the other one doesn't. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Very nice. Wow. Well, thank you both for, for joining us. And we great conversation. So. Well, thanks for We knew it would be, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank fun. you, yeah. Kelly, fun. Stephanie. Yeah. Thanks.